Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lefkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Tropical hot dog night! Well, there goes the Daverhood. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to Dave's Gone By, an hour of music, talk radio, and comedy brought to you by MortgagesRock.com, Performing Arts Insider, Theater Magazine, and Hewlett Minuteman Press Copy and Printing Shop. This is the big weekend coming up, what we've all been waiting for, what the chain stores and TV commercials and chambers of commerce have all been burying us under for the past two months, Christmas and Hanukkah. They both fall out simultaneously this year. Saturday night is Christmas Eve, Sunday night is Hanukkah Eve, and Monday is the first day of Kwanzaa. Oh, and tomorrow is Festivus, the official celebration day, December 23rd. And although Festivus, of course, may be celebrated at any time of year when there are grievances to be aired and vicious family infighting to be mediated, I hope you all have your aluminum Festivus poles greased and ready for action. And, you know, really, it's been a tough year. I can't say I'm feeling very festive on this era of Festivus, and I don't seem to be the only one so many people I'm talking to are down in the dumps this holiday season. That's the other insidious thing about the way big business and media treat the Yuletide. Everything is extra colorful, extra garish. Everybody on TV is singing and smiling and buying and buying and buying. Every family and uh, office on television shows they have little arguments, you know, but then they patch things up with tears and Christmas carols and eggnog and every entertainment show, a news show, is festooned with pine trees and tinsel and Santas and the occasional token menorah. And it's all a construct. It's all someone's idea of what television is supposed to reflect the holidays to be. And by extension, what we're all supposed to feel. We're supposed to... to get all of that and reflect it back onto our fellow man, which would be fine if we really felt that way. But everybody I know is depressed. Every person I talk to is in a crummy mood or worried about their health or struggling to get by. The holidays are a fabulous time to feel suicidal. And what can be more helpful to a person who feels that their life is at low tide, that they're all alone in the world, and that things are only going to get worse. And what's, what's better for them than seeing a false representation of a joyous holiday cheer every time he or she steps into a bank or a supermarket or a train station or a cafeteria? So I just find the holiday season so hateful sometimes, especially since I'm Jewish. Now, I've gone through this spiel before. America is supposed to be a non-sectarian country. And yet, this time of year, Christianity takes over. It was bad when I was a kid, because right after Thanksgiving, all the decorations would go up and the TV ads would start. And then, the week of Christmas, every other television show would be some holiday cartoon or Perry Como special. But how much worse it is today! 
Now we have 50 channels instead of five, and the Christmas season now officially starts the day after Halloween. And, and you see Home Shopping Network and QVC selling their Christmas crap a day after Labor Day. Ask yourself, are you really having a Merry Christmas? Are you really having a Happy Hanukkah? America is not having a Joyeux Noel. So why don't we tell it like it is? Why don't we have Christmas carols like Have Yourself a High Oil Price Christmas or Old Little Town Near Bethlehem Where 2,000 American Soldiers Died for Nothing or the New Orleans Carol Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, the President doesn't give a spit or Do you hear what I hear? The crap that passes for music on the radio. <laughs> but hopefully you'll get a kick out of some of the holiday songs we'll be playing on tonight's episode of Dave's Gone By. It'll be a mix of traditional and hideously untraditional music making. As long-time listeners to the show know, I have a few carols of my own. They're guaranteed to put a little poison in your plum pudding, a touch of arsenic in your latkes, a shower of broken glass on your Festivus wrestling mat. But I'm not trying to be a downer, no sir. Just because we have to laugh and sing through gritted teeth doesn't mean we should stop laughing and singing. So there will be songs for the season on Dave's Gone By, plus a visit from everybody's favorite holiday curmudgeon, Rabbi Saul Solomon. If there's someone who hates Christmas more than I do, someone who hates people more than I do, someone who hates the solar system, planets, universe, past, present, and future more than I do, is Rabbi Saul Solomon, spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York, and the rabbi will be interviewing Ron Clancy, a nice non-Jewish boy, who set about compiling the most beloved, most evergreen Christmas songs in a compilation for Sony Music. He's selling it in a package that also comes with a beautiful illustrated book all about these songs, and it's called The Millennia Collection, American Christmas Classics. And again, while this is all really not my thing, it is a particularly elegantly designed package. Essentially, the book serves the function of what you usually get in the little booklet that goes with a CD. But this is a hardcover, coffee-table-worthy volume with historical information on the songs and all the lyrics and full-color reproductions of paintings and old magazine covers and Norman Rockwell prints and the CD. The three CDs are pretty much the standards you would expect from a Christmas compilation. Everything from Tanya Tucker doing Away in a Manger to Burr Lives singing Jingle Bells. And I've got Nat King Cole doing the Christmas song, of course, and Gene Autry singing Frosty the Snowman, plus, in a nod to the living, Jingle Bell Rock. Although that is about the only tip of the hat to modern times here. You won't find the waitress's Christmas wrapping, or the Pogue's fairy tale of New York, or South Park's Merry Epping Christmas, which is a flaw, I think. They also left off Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which galls me, not only because it's just as much a standard as Perry Como's There's No Christmas Like a Home Christmas. Now, anybody ever hear of that one? Anyone besides Mrs. Como? No, but it galls me also because uh, Dr. Elmo, who did Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, was a guest on this program last year, so I try to put a plug in for him anywhere I can. But uh, I'm quibbling because 
I'm in a quibbling mood, but the Millennia Collection is a pretty fair sampling of Yuletide euphony. ChristmasClassics.com is their website. It's a little late in the game if you haven't done all your Christmas shopping yet, but hey, Christmas is supposed to be 12 days, right? So if you order it tonight, you get it in a week, you still have time to give it to someone for New Year's. Okay, that's enough shilling for now. Always fun when you fall into the same ethical traps as the people you're bitching about. But hey, if Christmas in America isn't about money, about selling and dealing and painting your bottom line black, you surely had me fooled. Heaven knows, working at this station for the last three years and being next door to a Christian radio station all that time has taught me the way some Christians behave on and off the microphone tend to be two different things. And insofar as the almighty dollar is concerned, for people so proud that Jesus tossed out the money lenders, there's an awful lot of money grabbers. Of course, if you want to send me money, I'll be damned happy to take it. Jewish, Christian, Mormon, Baha'i. Heck, I'm Jewish. I'm supposed to want to take your money. So I will write that stereotype to the hilt. You can buy my book, Marriage, Babies, and the End of a World Full of Funny Plays. You can buy vintage episodes of Dave's Gone By when I'm generally in a less cantankerous, less St. Nicholas mood. And you can spend lots of good American holiday money on my website, davesgoneby.org. Make all checks or money orders payable to Dave Lefkowitz. That's me, Dave Lefkowitz, radio personality, theater critic, journalist, and professional crank. I've got my G-rated Christmas carols, R-rated Christmas atrocities, unrated Hanukkah ditties, and Rabbi Saul Solomon, all coming up in the next hour. So let's see. Shall we begin with something traditional or twisted? Twisted. So here it is, just weeks away from Christmas. You've shopped for your family, your friends, your special friends, and even bought a trinket for yourself. But oh my gracious, haven't you forgotten someone? Someone close to you, loyal, playful, full of love every day of the year. What, oh what, will you offer your canine companion? You can give your dog a toy that would make him leap with joy, or sneak your mutter mutton cut a prime. But when Christmas time has come, something special must be done, something tasteful, not expensive, but sublime. You can spend a pretty dollar on a doghouse or a collar. You can pamper her or groom him till he glows. But the thing I like to do, and I know that you will too, is to shower the gift of love that overflows. I'm gonna give my dog an animal for Christmas. While dressed up in a Santa Claus disguise Each little time without fail I lift my doggy's tail And give his little poop shoot a surprise I'm gonna fill his little anus up with bubbles And rinse his small intestines out with cream I'll sing a little ode as bows as bows explode, it makes the Yuletide pass just like a dream. I'm gonna pump my pooch with barium for Christmas. 
I spike it with a pint or two of gin. I'll grease him up with a lube, and then insert the tube, and stroke his wearing muzzle as the tide rolls in. I'm gonna squeeze the water deep into his innards. No longer when he comes to pay to I'll pump it in his soul, and then I'll squirt some more, and maybe save a drop or two for me. Now some express dismay at this holiday display. They say, Dave, perhaps the doggy is in pain. I say, yes, he starts to grieve, but my goodness, Emmeline, those doggy doos go doodling down the drain. And so I give my dog an enema each Christmas, and squeeze the bag of bleach with all my mind. As God's of Christmas child come flying out his mouth, as he merely diarrhea and all our good shines. And if you're wondering what gift to get your spaniel, or how to make your woodhound have a dream, buy a nozzle and a bone, and KY for his home, and douche your pooch beneath the Christmas tree, I guarantee. You'll have a merry, messy, tight spree, yes, sir, an experimental Christmas memory. Eat, eat, use, use, buy, buy. Look at me, I'm the American consumer, and I want to spend my money on stores, restaurants, showrooms, travel agencies, mail order catalogs. Sell me stuff. How do you reach me? Well, I listen to Dave's Gone By, so if you advertise there, you'll certainly have my attention. Dave'sGoneby.org has all the details, or email Dave'sGoneby at AOL.com for the rate card. I'm listening. Sell me what you got. We killed Santa Claus. We killed Santa Claus. We killed Jesus too. Nailed him to a cross. No big freaking loss. Just another cranky Jew. All our life was trouble and strife from the Holocaust to pogroms. So keep JC away from me, he's worse than terrorist bombs. We kill babies, we kill children, use their blood for cake. We own Hollywood, we own Wall Street, take, 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 take. This is what you said about us for the past 2,000 years. Pound Voltaire and Charles Baudelaire and any goy who's had four beers. We killed Santa Claus, we killed Santa Claus, and we do it again. Goodbye carols, goodbye precious, no goodwill toward men. You've hated us since the birth of Christ, so we hate you in return. So stick your mask, straight up your ass, and burn Joan of Arc, bitch, burn! Shalom, shalom, damn it, this is Rabbi Saul Solomon of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York, and I am here on this wonderful Dave's Gone By program to talk about music. Now, they say that music is a universal language, that it is for everybody, but I don't know. When Christmas time comes around, and I hear everywhere I go the Christmas carols, the Pashtunkana carols in every Kmart, in every Walmart, in every grocery store, in every elevator, I just want to take an Uzi and shoot people. But then, I take a medicine or two, and I calm down, and I think, look, 
it's just music. It's pretty songs. It's, it's nice entertainment. Maybe there's another side to this. So I thought that I would give our call to a man who is in charge of something called American Christmas Classics. Christmas carols into like this compact disc thing, and there's a book with it, and it's a pretty package. And the whole thing is, is that he gives the explanation of where these songs came from and what they mean. And uh, going all the way back to, to hymns from the Middle Ages right till almost now. Am, am I getting all this, uh, Mr. Clancy? You're getting that absolutely right, Rabbi. Oh, thank you so much. So, so tell me, what gave you this idea to take this, this, this horrible music and make it into something nice? Well, for me, it's, it's great music. Uh, uh, I was in, uh, that's because I was raised in a Catholic orphanage uh, uh, as a kid, and uh, I went to a midnight service uh, when I was six years old and heard these wonderful carols being sung by these nuns. And, uh, and in addition to hearing songs uh, in downtown Philadelphia, uh, you know, shopping with little Nova students who took the orphan boys out for the day. Uh-huh. I heard all the secular classics, and uh, that music has stayed with me through all, all the years. And uh, but I agree with you to a certain degree. Uh, the music has been somewhat bastardized over the years. The way they, they market the stuff. Well, what what song uh, most stayed with you? What hymn did the nuns do that was so like oh that reached you that went into your soul and pulled you up by your puppet? Well, they you know we had a Dusty Fidela, Silent Night. Uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is zany. Oh, that's dirty. I, that's a dirty one. I don't like that one. Is that right? And, uh, but uh, why would you say that? It's, it's dirty. Oh, maybe I've been spelling uh, come wrong. But anyway, yeah. so, so we grew up into manhood and, and uh, out of the orphanage. I'm sorry to hear about the, the, that whole parent thing. And, uh, I, I, I'm not sorry for my days there. I thought I was very fortunate uh, under those circumstances. Uh, because I was raised, I actually spent, uh, my wife, my, pardon my wife, my mother actually took the, uh, us out of the orphanage for two years, and they were the two most miserable years of my entire life. And uh, why, why was she such a terrible bitch? Yeah, she was. She was not. Uh, let's say she was not uh, a one who was able to take care of her children. As simple as that. And uh, so we, my brothers and I, we we ran away from home to go back to the orphanage. That's how things, you know, were. But listen, I don't want to go into that. No, it's okay. It's totally, hey, it's all open here. We're all free people. That's the beautiful thing about America. I'm a rabbi who can talk about the Christmas music, and you're an orphan who can talk about getting the hell away from your mother. It's a wonderful thing. (laughs) But anyway. Anyway, it's, uh, uh, in fact, somebody asked me uh, yesterday, what was the best Christmas gift I ever got? And I I, I thought about that. I said, you know, I, I never thought about what was the best Christmas gift I ever got. I said, all I can remember really is the one Christmas we spent with my mother where there was one toy for the entire, for, for six kids. And I said, anything after that would have been a great gift. So, uh, you know. Uh, well, what made you create a gift that you did? Because you can explain a little bit about the, what you have done with American Christmas Classics and the Millennium Collection. It isn't just like a CD. It isn't just a book. It's a whole regilla here. That's a tell, tell. Well, well the, the, what I try to do is, is, is I wanted to raise Christmas music above the mundane, okay? I did not want this to be a need-to product, uh, go down to the, the nearest store and buy a five-hour cassette, and you, know, and you think that's great Christmas music because a lot of that stuff is part of me is junk. But uh, I oh. wanted essentially classical recordings, classical recording artists, and I wanted to be able to tell the stories behind the music and also to provide great art as part of the same package. And I also want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, in, in terms of American Christmas classics, 
you know, I was trying to look at the entire history of, of, of American Christmas music and who has made contributions to that repertoire. As it turns out, uh, as I learned uh, through the research, is that a number of Jewish songwriters have, have made, oh. actually most have made the greatest contributions in the secular realm to, to Christmas. Finally, this gets interesting. Oh, boy, tell me, tell me, like Irving Berlin, who else? Who, who are the Yiddlach? Oh, not only Irving Berlin, we also had uh, Mel Treme, you know, and his friend Robert Wells, which is an anglicized name. Robert Wells is Jewish as well. They're the ones who were very instrumental. He's Jewish as Wells. Uh, <laughs> a little uh, play on words there. Uh, you know, they were instrumental in essentially uh, uh, creating the Christmas song, you know, Chestnuts Roasting Over an Open Fire. Oh, and, Wasn't uh, it supposed to be Blintzes and they changed it? <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, uh, then you had Sandy Kahn and, and Jill Stein. You know, they did uh, Let Us Know, Let Us Know, Let Us Know, plus uh, they, uh, the Christmas Waltz, with, uh, which they composed specifically for Frank Sinatra. And then you have uh, Johnny Marks, Rudolph Rednose Reindeer. In addition to that, he composed A Holly Jolly Christmas as well as Rocking Around a Christmas Tree. So these are almost like half the famous Christmas songs that we know were no, written the, by the my most, people. Now, the most famous Christ, secular Christmas songs in America were done by Jewish songwriters. Yes! Yes, right. goddammit! We are our own worst enemy. I've always known that. And then you had Mitchell Parrish. He wrote the uh, 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 lyrics for a Sleigh Ride. You know, his, his, he has a... Uh, his name is uh, anglicized as well. And uh, I uh, didn't know that. The guy who wrote Stardust was... was exactly! Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And, you know, we made Jesus, too. He was ours. That's right. Then, then you people took him. I don't know why you, <laughs> what happened with that. So let me ask you, how come you have, you have so many of these songs that you mentioned on the, the CDs here? Everything from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, done by Willie Nelson. You've got the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing Sleigh Ride. You have the, they seem like a bunch of fun people to put on a sleigh, let me tell you. Frosty the Snowman, done by Gene Autry. But why don't you have Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? I'm sorry, that, that, that particular song, I was actually looking for... Uh, the, the, what I consider the classic recordings and so forth, that that goes beyond you know, uh, what I was trying to do. This All was, right. Okay. Well, what about Donnie and Marie? Didn't they do a Christmas song? Where's that one? Uh, Donnie and Marie are not in this collection. Again, oh. I'm looking for the, the classics. You know, you take Irving Berlin, White Christmas, who else is best known for singing that song? The story is about him and, uh, and, and Bing Crosby. Oh, actually, that's it's a not good... about John Dell or Mary Smith. So I'm not going to get dirt recordings of this song. And, and the same thing goes with uh, the Christmas song with Nat King Cole and Mel Treme and the boys. The story is Nat King Cole, you know, Mel Treme went over to Nat's home and said, Nat, I'd like you to sing this song for us. And, and they worked it out from there. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep 
tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to King Cole there on Dave's Gone By with a Christmas song that's from the Millennia Collection, the whole American Christmas Classics Package, a book and CD put together by Ron Clancy, who is the guest of Rabbi Saul Solomon. Let's go back to them now. Well, let, let me ask you, for your opinion, speaking of the stories, what are your favorite stories of how some of these, one or two of these songs came to be? Were there any really interesting or, or funny or, or... Well, no, there's some interesting ones. Actually, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's one that's not in American Christmas Classics, but it's in one of my other volumes, Best Love Christmas Carols. You take uh, Oh Holy Night, which a lot of Christians love, Oh Holy Night. A, that happens to be a lovely song. I, I hate to say it, but it is. But, but, but the, the, the composer of the music was Jewish. Yes! I knew it! I hated the words, but the melody is gorgeous! It was, it was Adolf Adam. Uh, he's, uh, pop, he did the, uh, I guess, uh, the ballet Giselle, and uh, the fellow who wrote the lyrics, his name was Placi Capel. He was a wine merchant, and he wrote these lyrics, and he went to his friend uh, Adolf Adam and said, you know, could you write the music for this? And it turns out that the, the church elders did not like this carol initially, and I wonder if it had more to do, not so much with the carol, but because the fellow who wrote the lyrics renounced his faith, and secondly, the fellow who wrote the music was Jewish. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm just speculating, you know, that could have been could be. Speaking of Jewish, um, I know it doesn't belong in this uh, millennium collection of the American Christmas classics, but do you have any uh, favorite Hanukkah songs, or, or why is it so much harder to write a classic Hanukkah song. Only a couple of this dreidel, and then there's there's uh, the comedian. What was his name? Who did uh, from Saturday Night Live? He did the Hanukkah song. That's it. How well, come? Well, well, the thing is, uh, remember the first day. I was raised a Catholic, so my tendency is to be more on the on the religious side. Fair enough. But, but I also have, you know, I, I make, you know, Christmas is both religious and secular holiday. You know, and to me, you know, you, you celebrate both aspects of the holidays. You don't try to eclipse one with the other. And uh, the thing is, is that I, because of that, is there's no such thing, you know, there's no such inclusion in terms of Hanukkah as being part of the you know the collection. However, I do mention you know the fact that Jewish songwriters have made important contributions to the American Christmas repertoire. Okay, which is part of our history. And I said, perhaps maybe that's you know uh, their way of honoring Hanukkah. I, I don't know what their motivations are, but. Uh, all I know is that they've done some tremendous stuff here, and uh, they should be acknowledged for that. 
Maybe I I don't I don't really know the the reason for that either. I I know also why it's just so hard to write a. Uh, I didn't mean well, so no, much why you left them off the CD. No, yeah. what, what, what's, what's interesting about that, here you have all these wonderful... Uh, by the way, these, the writers, the, the songwriters of the 30s, 40s, and the Tin Pin Alley guys, they wrote some great stuff. Oh, of course. Uh, aside from the uh, Christmas stuff, they wrote a lot of great songs out there. You mentioned Stardust. I mean, that's, that's a great song. Yeah, that's a great song, okay? And it's been one of my all-time favorites, especially the way uh, Nat King Cole sings the song. But... Uh, uh, you know, I sometimes wonder, uh, based upon your question here, you know, why some of the some of the Jewish songwriters didn't turn around and write some songs for Hanukkah. I, I don't know. That is a damn good question. Thank you, Ron Clancy, for asking that. How about I'm gonna have a couple of questions. Is, is there maybe a Kwanzaa album that works? Maybe uh, Ice Cube could write something like, "I'm gonna kick your ass for Kwanzaa," kind of a thing. Oh, no, that's that's beyond me. I tell you. Under the Festivus Bush, I will plug you full of holes, you son of a bitch. That's the first uh, line of it, I think. Well, listen, uh, by the way, there's one other Jewish fellow that that was involved with uh, with one of our other carols. Who did? That, that was Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Who wrote that? Felix Mendelssohn did the music. That's right, he was a Jewish composer boy, he was. Yeah, he, he was. He converted to Christianity, but the thing was, he was Jewish, right? Yes. So he composed... He, he composed the music, by the way, not for a carol. He composed it for the 400th anniversary of the invention of the printing press for a Gutenberg festival in 1840, 101 years after the lyrics for Hark the Herald Angels Sing was, was composed as a poem. Now, this, I, see, that, that is what I meant by interesting stories. That is so cool that they were so far apart uh, from each other. It's like that, that uh, great Christmas song by the Pogues, where, uh, are, are you familiar with the fairy tale of New York? I doubt it, but no, uh, not, no, not. it's a classic Shane McGowan song, and Kirsty McCall, and they sing, and they're, like, they're drunk, and they're horrible, and poor, and it's a great, wonderful duet, except they sang it in completely different countries at the time, okay. and they put it together, oh yeah. Yeah, you have to get it. It's, it's a, cla- a modern classic. If you ever do a sequel to this, it uh, it should be on there. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I, I certainly will consult with you on that. By the way, let me. I, ask, I, I yeah. spoke today with a fellow down in the south, and uh, he said, you know, uh, he wants to do help me to do a another edition for strictly African American songs. And oh. I said, I said, well, if somebody's willing to to uh, pay the cost of research, I'd be, I would consider that certainly. And if someone would pay me, I would research it. Well, the thing was, uh, my research is nobody would pay me at all. Uh, well, okay. These books came out of my, you know, I paid for the, for the printing and the publishing of these books because no copy, no publisher wanted to do American Christmas classics. And you know why? Why? Because there's 172 clearances you need to make that product. That means all the copyrights, oh. uh, the recordings, all the copyrights for the printed lyrics, and uh, all those images. Do you think the folks from Norman Rockwell are giving their images for free? No. I have to say that the book is very beautifully done. It's, it's a full color, like everything looks like a Courier and Ives print. It's a lovely book that comes with a three CD set uh, from Millennium Classics, and it's a Sony Music Special product. So, you know, Sony is not, not some uh, fly-by-night, run-in-the-mill goyish thing. It's a real good Sony kind of a thing, if you know what I'm saying. I know what you mean. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I was glad I met Dave Leskowitz there in New York. When I met him in New York, I said to myself, oh, he's a Jewish fellow, but I said, you know what? We have Jewish contributions to this to this repertoire, you know, so let's talk to him and see what we can do about this and see if I can get on his radio program. And thank God he, he got me introduced to you, Rabbi, and our stories out there. And I think that's, that's wonderful and that's terrific. I have one more question for Go you. Go ahead. Over the river and through the woods, 
We were always taught that was a Thanksgiving song. But it's not, is it? Or is it? I don't even know what the what song that is. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows that you know. Come on. No, I don't. I'm sorry. You joke. Whoa. I don't know. There's a lot of songs I don't know about. I just know some of the Christmas classics. That's what I concentrate on. Oh, my goodness. I See, uh, we were taught that back in uh, Hebrew school. It was a secular Thanksgiving song. Because it was, you know, about pudding and eating and going down in a sleigh and, and taking grandma and, you know, bringing her to the hospital to check on her Alzheimer's. It's a lovely old song. But uh, but then I saw the actual real lyrics, and, and it's really a Christmas tune. I, I'm surprised you never heard of it. I, well, uh, um, there's a lot of things I don't know, okay? Uh, there's a lot of things I do know, and hopefully the folks who are listening to you, Rabbi, are going to say, hey, that's pretty interesting stuff we have here. Let me take a look at it. Well, how can they get uh, the, the whole package, the Christmas classics and the book? It's all together in one thing. How can people get it? Uh, very simply, they go online, www.christmasclassics.com. www.christmasclassics.com. Or they can call a toll-free telephone number, which is 866 866- Five five two seven seven four two. Again, that's eight six six five five two seven seven four two. And by the way, there's a sale going on for American Christmas Classics that normally sells for fifty nine ninety five. Give vault. Uh, however, you rich goyim, yeah. How, it's on sale for thirty nine ninety five. Remember, there's three CDs in that set. In fact, that is the most. That's the most expensive American Christmas music product ever made. Oh, expensive means it's good, because this because is America. Because, because of the 47 songs in that collection, 34 are copyright protected, and that means I have to pay royalties on Give 34 out. of those songs just to print the lyrics in, in the book, not to mention the royalties they get for, for, for the recordings of that other particular songs. So. Well, you have done a really, I have to say, and I know I'm biased, uh, I'm even racist a little bit, but <laughs> you have done a wonderful job. It's a lovely package, and the, the, the CDs and the music is well chosen, and it's lovely for the, the crap that it is. But I, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid because I hate. This is Rabbi Sal Solomon. I'm so happy to talk to Ron Clancy of ChristmasClassics.com, right? So if people you. can go. Rabbi, and... Uh, uh, Shalom, I guess you might say, and, uh, and uh, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. I understand happy Hanukkah is on the Perfect. same day as Christmas this year. It is, and thank you so much. Happy holidays to thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Christmas. More like 12 days of tourists, if you ask me. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nothing. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nothing again. And nothing on the first day, because I'm Jewish. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me one more time. Nothing. Nothing on the second day. Nothing. Goodness, on the first day, I told you I'm Jewish. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me not a damn thing. Nothing on the third day. Nothing on the second. Nothing at all. Damn it. Damn it to hell. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Why was I born? I don't get any presents. Nothing on the third day. Nothing on the second. Nothing, nothing. Leave me alone. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. I don't have a true love. I've been married for 36 years. 
and I've given her five golden rings. Helps me a toit with Balkis with a shrew. Foreskin I don't have, Trinity I don't need. Tobishvat is boring. One mother-in-law I got, you wanna, huh? On the seventh day of Christmas my true love gave to me. What have I been saying? Haven't you been listening? I've been getting nothing. Why should I get anything? Can't you tell I'm Jewish? Why are you retarded? Oi, how I hate the holidays. On the eighth day of Christmas my true love gave to me. Listen, if I didn't get anything on the first seven days, why the hell would I get something on the eighth? Please, use your brains. Do I look like Santa? Yes, I have a beard. No, I don't have reindeer. I've never seen a reindeer. Although, apparently, they're kosher. But I still didn't get anything on the first day. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me... Um, now wait. What? Hold on. What was it? I'm thinking it was, uh... Oh, yeah. Nothing! God, I hate this music. Everywhere you go, every radio station, even in the toilets, it belongs in the toilet. It's not like on Hanukkah, we make you listen to the dreidel song in the mall. Whatever happens to separation of church and state? And why does my prostate hurt? Can someone tell me that, huh? Why does my prostate hurt so much? On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me an Uzi, so I could shoot myself, so they can bury me in Mount Shoreham Cemetery in Farmingdale, so maybe I'll have a little peace for once. Only the Goyim will show up, and instead of leaving rocks and flowers on my grave, they'll decorate my tombstone with ornaments and lights. Even in death, they torture me. But you know what? It would be worth it, because I'd be dead. And I wouldn't have to wait online for an hour at Kmart to buy a pair of socks. And I wouldn't have to watch uplifting Christmas movies with Tiffany Amber Thiessen in them. And I wouldn't have to hear the phrase stocking stuffer ever again. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me one blood libel. God forbid, I'm just kidding. Look, it could be worse. Jews have it pretty good in this country. We can worship, we can vote, we can buy retail, we can celebrate Hanukkah as if it were Christmas, just to make our children really confused. We can live where we want. Well, maybe not certain sections of Scarsdale. We can eat in kosher restaurants. We can run for president. We can control the media, or at least that's what they say. Except, if we did control the media... Why the hell are there so many uplifting Christmas movies with Tiffany Amber Thiessen in them? On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me high blood pressure, low blood sugar, ten oppressive commandments, nine days of fasting, eight days of Sanaka, seven days of Shiva, six days of work. Why was I born? Four say the questions, three things sustain us, two sets of dishes, and the cartridge in my Uzi. Merry Christmas, Goyim, Happy Shanukah, Jews, Seasons, Greetings, everyone, peace on earth, goodwill for your sofa. Hey, baby, for a good time, don't call me, read Dave Lipkowitz's book, Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. It's got all these funny comedies in it, and they make you laugh, they make you think, they make you, ooh. 
marriage, babies and the end of the world. 516-295-1511 or email davesgonebye at aol.com. If you like Dave on the air, you'll love him between the covers. Extra, extra, classic episodes of Dave's Gone By here, show after show of comedy, music, and madness, as only Dave can do it. Only $12 per CD. Relive great moments like The Giving Chimp, and musical magic like Making Poopies. Classic Dave's Gone By, just $12. Makes a bizarre but thoughtful gift. For a list of shows, see davesgoneby.org or email davesgoneby at aol.com. Extra, extra, classic Dave. Get them while they're hot. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the malls, Santa was bouncing young boys on his balls. The children would snuggle all deep in his lap, which is why Santa's suit had a secret front flap. His stocking was hung like a porn star in heat, as fidgety children would straddle his meat. The mommies would wander and endlessly shop, while Santa found nine-year-old cherries to pop. On Trojan, on Durex, on Hot Rod and Crown, his tree would light up when the children went down. With tears in his eyes and beer on his breath, old Santa would quiver with each little death. And when he was through, he'd give each child a buck. Ho, 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 he would say, and thanks for the... (coughs) After every tenth child, he drank juice and rested, and gave candy canes to the types he molested. Only twice all day did he excuse himself to visit the men's room and bugger an elf. And when he was finished, he again took his place with a boy on his lap and a girl on his face. Then, outside the store, there arose such a ruckus that Santa stopped fondling an eight-year-old's tuckus. He said, what the hell? And jumped flat to the floor as a dozen policemen burst through the front door. You, in a fat suit, you've got quite a nerve. Yes, twelve inches long, said the jolly old perv. That's not what I meant, said Captain O'Flynn. Now put your hands up and your pecker back in. But what did I do, Santa said with a shrug. I just gave them affection and sex and a drug. We know who you are, and it's not Santa Claus. You're just an old weirdo who breaks Megan's laws. But these children love me. They're all my new friends. So what if there's blood coming out their rear ends? I treat them as equals, regardless of class. Cause Santa loves fairness, and an ass is an ass. Each child gets a chance to hold Santa's hand, to stroke Santa's beard and yank Santa's gland. From the brawniest jock to the scrawniest worm, all children are blessed when covered with sperm. A full minute passed before the captain could speak, with a lump in his throat and tears down his cheek. Forgive me, he said. I was quick to accuse. I saw all these youngsters with stained underoos. I just didn't realize you had such a heart. They're lucky to have you at this mega-mart. Don't let us disturb you. We'll be on our way. Merry Christmas, dear Santa, and have a nice day. And quick as a wink, the cops left the store and Santa went back to his underage whores. He looked at his penis, all hairy and bent, and said, Thank God five is the age of consent. He saw one child laughing and said, Hey, that's funny. I'm gentle compared to my pal Easter Bunny. Now line up in order and don't you get fresh. 
I'm harder than granite and crave sweet young flesh. He gave the kids candy. He gave the moms cash. He gave the whole town a venereal rash. And when the last child had been raped and defiled, Santa Claus looked at his winky and smiled. He stood up and leered and did a cute dance and tasted the smears that were left on his pants. The children said, Santa, where is your sleigh? Out there, he said, pointing to a black Chevrolet. Do you have any reindeer? Do you have any toys? Just the ones I used on you, girls and boys, said one little girl, still rubbing her rear. Please tell us, dear Santa, you'll be back next year. Santa paused for a moment, then leaned down and kissed her. Of course I will, he whispered, if you bring your sister. Now carry my suitcase, I warn you, it's heavy. And quick as a wink, they were off to his Chevy. The engine did rev, and the tires did screech. The upholstery smelled of whiskey and bleach, and beer and tobacco and dog diarrhea, as off Santa went to the next galleria. But they heard him exclaim as he drove off the lot, Merry Christmas to all! God damn, that was hot! Jimmy, did you go home and write a thousand times, I will not disturb the class? Here, Mrs. Bitchfarb. Jimmy, you were playing softball last night. How'd you do it? Easy. I went to Hewlett Minuteman Press. Hewlett Minuteman Press? 1315 Broadway in Hewlett. Great prices. No copy job, too big or small. Jimmy? Yes, Mrs. Bitchfarb. Look what I found. Your Minuteman receipt. Uh-oh. Here's your change. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, oh, oh. I'm having a gay Christmas. Just my lover and me. We got a goose in the oven. And vibrating novelties on the tree. I'm having a gay Christmas. Makes me feel so young. The lights are glowing, the wind is blowing, and the stockings are well hung. I'm having a gay Christmas. Carolers at the door. Each one gets a flavored condom. If I can put it on them, I give them one more. I'm having a gay Christmas. Shouting ho ho ho. I sing and dance and unzip my pants underneath the mistletoe. Now too many people are too uptight as they miss the beauty of the silent night. But ask my partner, that's not how I am. Well, I poke his log and he smokes my ham. I'm having a sissy Christmas full of Yuletide cheer. I'm greasing up my chimney tall between you and me. Santa's queer is bringing a load of presents. I'm gonna wear them all. And if candy canes and sticky stains, I'll return them at the mall. Now Christmas is a wonderful word, the sexiest word I've ever heard. It starts with Christ and ends in ass, and in between for a great big mass. I'm having a gay Christmas. Kiss. No, I'm having a gay Christmas, eggnog by the fire, 
eyes and stares at signs about the Vienna Boy Squire. Now Christmas is a time of joy for every girl and especially boy. And on December 24th, Santa's pole points north, north, north. I'm having a gay Christmas. You'll log on the tune. I'm making my special icing and basting the tooth with KY Loons. I'm having a gay Christmas. Fruitcake filled with rum. I shake and bake until I make all the I'm on my knees. I have an anal dreidel. I keep it in my hole. I spin it with my muscles. It's quite a nascot doll. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I keep it in my ass. And when it's high and ready, I twirl it with my gas. I have an anal dreidel. I keep it deep within. And if I eat my fiber, it never comes out shin. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. So tight between my cheeks. And when I swing it backwards, my anus hurts for weeks. I have an anal dreidel. It's tilted towards the gimel. And if it spins too quickly, I cry out, God in himmel. I have an anal dreidel. I made it out of wood. And if you turn it slowly, it feels really, really good. Whoa, anal, 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 a dreidel in my tush. I know you want to spin it, but watch out for the mush. Take it, you. an anal dreidel, which doesn't make me gay, although when I get buck humps, they always hit the hay, hay, dreidel, 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 I made you out of beads, and when I spin you upside down, my small intestine bleeds, I have an anal dreidel, and you might find that funny, but guess where the Grand Rebbe would keep his chocolate money, why, dreidel, 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 you're pressed against my sack, but still I love to keep you way up in my crack. Happy Sonic, everybody! Okay, so your business proposal has been typed, proofread, photoshopped, and given a nice cover. Now, all you need is 20 spiral-bound copies and a thousand printings of your latest brochure. Your Xerox can't do it. Your mailroom can't do it. Hewlett Minuteman Press can do it all. Your one-stop printing shop, Minuteman, 1315 Broadway in Hewlett. Open six days a week, 10% off for Dave's Dog by listeners family-owned Minuteman. Their service can't be duplicated. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a painful dose of genital BD. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two Benoit eggs and a painful dose of genital BD. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French ticklers, two Benoit balls, and a painful dose of genital BD. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four rubber boobies, three French ticklers, two Benoit balls, and a painful dose of genital BD. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Five golden showers, four rubber breasts, three French ticklers, two Benoit eggs, and a painful dose of genital BD. 
On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six Swedish films about double-jointed nurses and the painful dose of syphilis. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven whips a crack and six Swedish films and the painful dose that might be HIV. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eight whores a lay and seven whips a crack and six Swedish films, five golden showers, four rubber breasts, three French ticklers, two squirty eggs, and a painful dose of herpes simplex three. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine long John Holmes extenders with retractable pumping mechanism and a painful dose of genital VD. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten pussy pumpers with matching slapping beavers and a painful dose of genital VD. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven midgets felching, you could tell they were professionals, and a painful itchy oozing STD. On the twelfth day of Christmas, I had a change of plan. Cause I had forgotten I'm Republican. So pack up the van with eleven midgets belching, ten pussy pumpers, nine tool extenders, eight whores a laying, seven whips a crack, and six Swedish films, five scat showers. Four rubber breasts, three French ticklers, two Benoit eggs, and a painful dose of genital VD. Merry Sexmas! D is for Dave, F is for fun, S is for silly and special, X is for excellent entertainment, D, F, S, X, Internet Radio, playing vintage episodes of Dave's Gone By, Thursday nights at 8 and 11. It's part of Live 365, but all you've got to do is visit davesgoneby.org. Click the link and listen online to classic Dave's Gone By, Thursdays 8 and 11. D, F, S, X, letters that stand for terrific. Welcome back to this holiday edition of Dave's Gone By. Hope you liked the music. Hope you were diverted, at least momentarily, from the cavalcade of despair this time of year makes so many of us feel. You'll find all of the original songs played tonight available on this or previous episodes of Dave's Gone By on sale at the davesgoneby.org website. There's actually a list of every skit, every song, every guest that's ever been on the program. And that is also at davesgoneby.org, as are links to the websites of our terrific sponsors, Human Minuteman Press, where Dave's Gone By listeners get 10% off, Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine, start your 2006 subscription now, and MortgagesRock.com, the mortgage funders who help you work wonders. The housing market is still white hot. So if you know people who are looking to buy a house or sell their home or they need a college loan or money to renovate, MortgagesRock.com will give you the information and personal support to make their dreams come true. Licensed in New York State and a whole bunch of other states, Discount Funding Associates runs MortgagesRock.com, which lets you be the broker while they do the paperwork. And, of course, you get commission when the deal goes through. MortgagesRock.com, making money never sounded so good. And 
Speaking of good sounds, keep your radio at WGBB AM 1240 for Vic Fusco's Country Music in Exile up next, followed by me. I host a music show, 9 o'clock on Thursdays, called Filler Up, and it's usually pretty eclectic, but tonight we really go all over the map, from Enrico Caruso to Nine Inch Nails, from the Bee Gees to the Pogues. In fact, that song the rabbi mentioned in his interview with Ron Clancy, The Pogues' Fairy Tale of New York, I'll be playing that tonight at 9 on Filler Up. And yes, thank you to the rabbi for his fine work tonight, as always, and to Ron Clancy. Visit ChristmasClassics.com to see the American Christmas Classics book and CD combo, as well as a couple of other packages put together by Ron Clancy. I swear to God, on the website, they have a pull quote about him, a nice phrase of praise, and it reads, I quote, Ronald M. Clancy, the first outstanding carolist of the new millennium. That compliment is paid by one William E. Studwell of the American Organist. Any guy named Studwell should know about organs. But anyway, time for me to fly over the river and through the woods and out of the neighborhood. Thank you to Program Director Tom Ross for trying to stay Santa in a society of Scrooges and to my amazing wife, Joyce, for being the ever-lit menorah of my life. I'll be back next Thursday, December 29th, for the final Days Gone By of 2005, our 155th episode. Until then, don't miss your days going by. This is Dave Lefkowitz. Good night. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, which is exactly why they make Thorazine. And gone by. I'll have a Christmas without you I'll be so Thank you.